This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Let's uh, turn our attention uh, to this uh, then, uh, shall we? The exclusion of uh, independent candidates uh, from elections uh, through the imposition of barriers such as onerous signature requirements uh, and um, and, uh, undermine the founding constitutional value of multi-party democracy. This is the the argument that will be advanced by parties that are bringing this matter or or challenging the Electoral Amendment Act um, in, uh, in the Constitution court today on the 23rd of august the chief justice issued that's on this past wednesday he issued a directive for the rivonia circles admission and further granted leave for organization to make a written and oral submissions before the court when the matter is heard next week on the 29th of august the minister of home is the Speaker of the National Assembly and the Chairperson of the National Council of Provinces had all through their attorneys indicated or through the state attorney indicated that they would oppose the application of the amicus curiae. The role of an amicus, of course, is to assist the court with materials that can have a fundamental influence in its deliberations. Let's hear now from... Um, the acting director of uh, the Ravonia Circle, Mr. Lukona Mkoni uh, Lupawa. Good morning to you. Good morning, Titi, and good morning to the people of power. Good to have you with us once again. So this legislative piece of legislation, a parliament, or at least uh, the courts had given parliament a period of, uh, was it? Uh, uh, 24 uh, months. T- t- 24 months or oh, two years to sort it out we went through that process um the matter was considered and then eventually after a number of extensions and so forth the president eventually signed this into law but in your view there are still serious inadequacies in this piece of legislation what fundamentally are you going to be challenging here well, Titi, um, uh, just to be clear, the Ravonia Circle is joining uh, a matter that has been brought before the court by uh, two organizations, and the two cases have now been uh, combined by the court. One is by the Independent Candidates Association. Just quickly there, Titi, you mm-hmm. would know that in the National Assembly there are 400 seats, and these seats are divided into half. Uh, 200 seats are called national-to-national seats, Mm-hmm. Uh, which are now called in the new Electoral Amendment Act your compensatory seats, so they are called your proportional representation seats uh, as it pertains even in local government. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other 200 are called regional to national seats, and that's where independent candidates can contest. So they can contest on a regional uh, seat, uh, whether it's from northwest to national or Gauteng to National, Eastern Cape to National. Mm-hmm. The independent candidate associations are, are saying they've done a calculation and that uh, you need far more seats to, I mean, far more votes to gain a seat as an independent candidate because you are only on the compensatory seats. And they are saying for that uh, formula to be a bit fair and even, um, it may, they are requesting the court to actually change uh, the compensatory seats from 200 to 50 
and then more regional seats, which means uh, 350 instead of 200. And they're saying that will uh, at least try and close the gap in terms mm. of, uh, you know, uh, how many uh, votes you need to get a seat as a party. You'll remember uh, in the 2019 election, I think some parties got seats even at 42,000 votes. But if you look at the Gauteng to national, um, Gauteng to national uh, uh, ballot, I mean, I mean uh, regional seat, you needed about 87,000 votes mm. to earn a seat there. So that's the argument by ICA. One South Africa movement, uh, which used to be led by Musi Maimane, um, is arguing that the signature requirement on independent candidates is almost impossible, and they're asking for a reduction of the signatures required for independent candidates yes. to be set at 1,000 signatures, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, in our case as the Ravonia Circle, what we are trying to demonstrate to the Constitutional Court is that, in actual fact, uh, some of these uh, requests for signatures are quite uh, reasonable by one South Africa, and then we are conversing examples from various jurisdictions. In Turkey, you need 450 signatures from your constituency uh, in other parts of the world, you actually need about 100, uh, you know, uh, signatures for you mm. to qualify on the ballot. Kenya is, is at 1,000. And in actual fact, last night, as, as I was just tracking the Zimbabwe election, Titi, yeah. I wondered to myself, what does it take for you to be nominated as a presidential candidate in Zim? Um, what you actually need are 12 signatures of registered voters in each of the 10 yeah. provinces, which was... means you need... 120 signatures just to stand as a president in in, in Zimbabwe. Because I was going to ask what importance is attached to these signatures. I mean, they they themselves are not really uh, indicative of your prospects of success. Should you stand, um, you know, you could literally get anybody to sign. Absolutely, Titi, and that's why we call it quite uh, onerous, and, but also it's arbitrary. As you are saying, it's not guaranteed that simply because I've demonstrated 10,000 signatures that those 10,000 people are going to uh, pitch up. But, Titi, as you have read, uh, we also make that uh, these high signature requirements, because they are also now imposed on what is termed unrepresented political mm. parties. And that's also what we are now advancing as the Ravonia cycle to say, you begin to skew the playing field when you create special treatment for represented parties. By represented parties, what do we mean? It's those parties that are currently in the National Assembly and in provincial legislatures. Unrepresented parties, GT, just to drive the point home, uh, is an organization like Action SA right. uh, that right. contested six municipalities across two provinces and proved to have far higher support than parties like Al-Jama, the Congress of the People, the UDM, mm. and so on, which mm. are represented uh, in the National Assembly. But Action SA is being requested to go and spend most of its resor- some of its resources and personnel uh, mm. collecting signatures rather yeah. than actually campaigning like others. So that People is who don't have access to uh, party funding from uh, parliament. Party funding mm. from the state in mm. parliament, Titi. Uh, they probably have far fewer, you know, uh, machinery for elections because it's their first national and mm. provincial election, and they are being misdirected in their efforts. And what we are arguing there, Titi, though, for the voters, because somebody at home might be like, yeah, but they must prove their support. But unfortunately, when you are asking thousands and thousands of people mm. to declare what their intended way of voting is,
Mm. you begin to erode the secrecy of the vote yep. and open up people to intimidation, yep. and structural harassment. Mm. And of course, we are not even guaranteed, Titi, that a political party has the kind of uh, data, you know, protection mechanisms and infrastructure that would match with the demands of the Poppy Act, which is the Protection of Personal Information Act. And uh, you say that because you mm. have to collect signatures and ID numbers of people as you go through this process. So, Titi, the point is that uh, these rules around signatures create high barriers to entry for unrepresented uh, entrants, which are your independent candidates and unrepresented political parties. And we just feel that if we allowed the election uh, to happen under these, uh, you know, uh, rules uh, and and untested rules, it would definitely TT uh, be mm. an injury to our democracy. And the last point I'm going to make uh, is that you know you might have seen when the IEC was gazetting uh, for comments uh, its proposed deposit uh, for the upcoming election to say they want to increase mm. by 100,000 for political parties. If you look carefully, the IEC actually proposes that an independent must pay. 15,000 rands in one province that they are going to uh, contest, but the party must pay 45,000 rands. It tells you that the IEC is cognizant of the fact that you can't have equal yeah. uh, treatment yeah. of political parties and independents, but the Electoral Amendment Act actually equates independent candidates to political parties. Well, absolutely going to be fascinating to hear the arguments uh, that will be um, advanced uh, in uh, the court today. Th- I mean, next week. Thank you so much uh, um, uh, for coming through. Much appreciated. That's the executive director um, of uh, the or acting executive director of the Ravonia Circle, Lukonam Kunikuden. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure, Titi. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.